InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. So, your eight-year-old child is a computer whiz. Has it crossed your mind that he may be the target of pornographic websites? You'll probably be surprised at the answer. Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Danielle Tiano. She's the author of a book aimed at protecting kids online called Temptation of a Generation. Danielle, welcome to the show. How concerned should parents be about their child being exposed to pornography online? Extremely concerned. The reality is there's over 40 million U.S. adults regularly that use the porno industry, and it's a $97 billion industry. And what parents should know is basically the only preventative factor is parental communication and involvement. And so they have to open the channels of communications to remember that even good kids can be lured into the trap of pornography and other inappropriate behaviors. I think anyone who's been online knows that it's pretty easy to accidentally stray into some pretty unsavory areas, but do you think the porn industry actually seeks out kids, or are they just maybe unintentional targets most of the time? No, they absolutely seek out children. They purchase URLs that if a child misspells, for example, Mickey Mouse, or they're doing a book report on Betsy Ross, a porno site comes up. And so they actually buy numerous sites that lure kids into it, such as Disney, how there's like, for example, thewhitehouse.com and thewhitehouse.org mm-hmm. is a porno site. And they're very creative, you know, because they want to get them at a young age. But what parents need to remember is that kids can access pornography on their cell phones, gaming devices, iPods. They do a lot of file sharing in, you know, elementary school, like 7th and 8th graders do that. And so a lot of the parents think if they have a filter system on their computer that they're safe. But most kids are so brilliant these days when it comes to technology that they can get into the computer system or they can utilize pornography through other devices as well. You know, it's pretty amazing how quickly our culture has changed because previous generations never had access to pretty much any of this sort of material, no matter how old they were. Yeah, absolutely. Years ago, people would just put underneath the rug the usage of alcohol or drugs with children. And the electronic device age, it's new for all of us. But the dangers are very real, and there's been actually scientific studies that if a child's brain was x-rayed under the usage of cocaine or heroin, it actually would look the same as a child's brain addicted to pornography. And the development of that brain changes extremely, so they need to catch it early. The average age right now for pornography is eight, which is just mind-boggling and very scary. And so if there's no communication open, you know, a lot of parents think, oh, it can't happen to my child. But in reality, it's happening to every child. And I mean, I talk to 10-year-olds constantly that tell me, oh, yeah, it's the topic of conversation on the playground. Danielle, give us some warning signs that parents can watch out for. Number one, the most important thing is if they spend an excess of time online and they're using their cell phones or their gaming devices, particularly at nighttime. If the parents go into the room and they find that their child is minimizing their screen very quickly or changing their screen or turning the computer off very quickly when the parent approaches the room, that's something to look out for. They have to be very aware of inappropriate chats on their computers or their cell phone because a lot of children today are doing the IM messaging 
and it's opening them up to predators. They have to make sure that they have a filter. That's the number one thing that most parents should have on every computer. And they should have every computer in a local place, in, like the kitchen, somewhere center in the house, not the privacy of their own room. It also sounds like having a conversation with your child, perhaps before they ever even go online, might be an appropriate thing, too. Well, that would be ideal, but not realistic, because the fact that children get online so early now, yeah. I mean, like four-year-olds are on computers, and they're playing video games on computers or whatever, and you don't really want to have the conversation for pornography at four, mm -hmm. but you want to educate them Because the biggest thing that they deal with is children when they're eight and they see inappropriate behavior, they feel shame. And so they don't feel confident enough to go to their parents and say, oh, you know, mom, dad, I saw, you know, something inappropriate on the computer because they're afraid that they're going to get in trouble. Each child's different, so it's a matter of understanding when your child is able to actually receive the information and just let them know that you are there to talk to them about it whenever it does come to pass for them. I think this whole issue is just a shocking one to most parents, and I think they're so stunned by the whole thing that they don't know what to do in many cases. And they don't. And the biggest thing that they can do, and I say this a lot, is to build a community. I've noticed that a lot of parents, they talk to other parents when it becomes a problem, when it's already a problem. Oh, well, gosh, you know, my Timmy, his schoolwork is suffering, and he's no longer doing activities, and he's a full-blown addict. And that's when they decide to talk to other parents. But what they need to do is build a community before it's an issue. So if they're over at Johnny's house or they're over at Stacy's house, they know exactly what's going on because all their parents are in communication. Mm -hmm. So no matter where their child is, there's a lot of children that are being expelled from school now because they're doing porn in the libraries. I mean, it's a huge, huge issue right now. As a parent, I am rarely speechless, but I have to say some of the things you've told us have left me speechless. Yeah, I can understand that. It really, it comes down to the biggest thing is really taking the time, sitting down with your kids, taking the time to communicate with them, talk to them, what's going on at school, what's going on in your head, how are you doing, you know, noticing if their schoolwork is suffering, noticing if they're no longer outside skateboarding and bike riding, but they're on their computer at night, all night. And really being aware of your child's behavior. I think that so many parents, they're naive and they don't think that this is an issue, so they don't educate themselves. It's a problem. Any electronic device, when you give your child a car, they have to go through driver's ed and they're given keys, but they have to go through a test and they have to go through training and their parents sit them down and have a conversation with them about the safety of driving. But when they're given an electronic device, it's like, here you go, Timmy, here's your computer, here's your cell phone, this very powerful tool, but without any kind of rules or regulations or tips on how to utilize it. Very good information. Danielle Tiano, the author of a book called Temptation of a Generation. Do you have a website for folks to visit? Yes, I do. It's called temptationofageneration.com. Danielle, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Take care. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, are you an adult concerned about your aging parents? A medical expert has life-saving tips you need to hear. Coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.